Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 95. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver of God's Internet Online Church Ministries. And I'm honored and privileged to be here to share with you what God has put on my heart to share on this podcast to a lost and dying world to help people find Christ and to help us current Christians find answers when we're going through the storms of life and how fitting that that statement is being made because we are talking about just that we're talking about how Job went through a crisis a Job experience as we call them because the devil wanted to bring Job down and wanted to mock God saying that Job would give up on him but we're finding out how Job dealt with all that and how he's still staying firm with God even though he's he's a little bit frustrated just like we are sometimes when we go through the storms of life but we know in the end that Job does come out smelling like roses and gets back two times what he's lost but before we get to that <coughs> I tell you there's three friends that I wouldn't want like Job's friends. Because they're supposed to be there to comfort me. And they're basically trying to diss him. So, what we're going to do now as you know, of course we're going to do the prayer request time. And, and our benediction blessing. And closing remarks but before we get into it we're going to do a little review of chapter 19 of Job from yesterday and as you know Bildad was trying to tell Job that he was an evil man and Job replies to Bildad in a series of verses of different thoughts and the first thought was that Job had Job thinks that God's caused his trouble well, that's what he was thinking. But Bildad was trying to tell him that you caused your trouble by sinning. Now, Job's thought here was Job was punishing him for something. He didn't know why because he felt like he shouldn't have been punished. But what he didn't know, it was the devil trying to get, trying to prove God wrong. But we do know that God had to allow, so Job was kind of right that Job, God did put him in, in this, but Job, God wasn't trying to punish him, okay? Then it caused, with Bill Bed, you know, also made Job feel that no one cares about him. And you know, this is when you got to be tactful with people, because when they're hurting, because they get so much coming up against them that they they think that no one cares. You gotta be sympathetic. You gotta learn, give a little bit of a listening ear. You got to, you know, listen to them to help people <coughs> when they need it and ask God to guide you and pray about things before you speak. Because sometimes he might tell you to not speak. He just wants you to listen. So they have a place to vent. Okay. Job knows that he will see God again. And this is kind of a prophetic word. 
from Job. He doesn't realize what he is saying because he, you know, the belief is that once you die, you die, and that's it. But we know that your your soul went to two parts of Shell Hades. The good part, people that were good, and the people that were evil. And we know when Jesus died on the cross, he went down and separated to the good part and bring all those souls to heaven. And I'm sure Job was one of them, and he came to a realization. Now, I just, I'm not saying that he prophesied this, but I'm saying I think God dipped into his mind to let him know that death is not the end and death is not the end and that's why it's important that's why it's important that we are right with God in our lives at all times because you never know what's going to happen now we're going to dip, dip into Job chapter 20 and this is Zophar's last speech to Job, okay? And what we're going to do, we're going to start reading Job chapter 20, verses 1 through 11. It says, Zophar, who belongeth to the people called Namanites, answered that he said, Job, your words upset me, so I need to reply now your reply does not respect me but I will answer you wisely there is an ancient principle with you must know this principle has been true since the first people live a wicked man is only happy for a short time an evil man is only happy for a moment but that man might be very proud he might suppose that he is like God. But the evil man will disappear like his own dirt. He will die and nobody will see him again. He is like a dream when the <coughs> morning comes and the dreams vanishes. So nobody will remember that the evil man. The people who used to see him will not see him again. He will not enter the place where he used to live. His children must return his money to the poor. People, they must give back his money. His body was young and strong, but his children must lay it in a grave. And basically, <coughs> excuse me, my allergies are acting up. But basically what these verses are sharing with us here is basically is he is right. There's an ancient old time thing back there that eventually evil will be punished. And God will have his benediction over these people. Okay? But what is wrong here they're trying to convince Job that he is a wicked man that he needs to accept it so he will not and turn from his ways so he will not be destroyed and hurt any longer but they didn't want to listen to Job 
you know, they were saying what he was saying was an excuse. They they see that Job lost everything, that what he's saying is a lie. But even Job don't know exactly why he's being attacked, but he does know he's a good man and he lives for God. Okay? So these men are short sighted. Alright? Things happen to people sometimes because of sin sometimes things happen it's because the devil's mad at us and sometimes God allows it to happen to get our attention alright and in this case which I know I've said this a lot through this Bible study but in this case Job is being attacked by the devil to try to prove God wrong that if they God allowed him to attack him, that he would turn on God. And Job still hasn't turned on God here. And I know just like I said, I've been talking a lot about that over and over and over, but we've noticed that Job's friends are talking about it over and over and over, and they're trying to force the issue, to force Job to accept his faith except that he's a sinner and once he does that he can straighten his life out with God but then when Job came to the realization that he wanted to go to God and pray about it then it got on him then an evil man can't go to God and pray so they give him some hope he goes to try to do it and what they do they yank the soapbox from under him right mm -hmm. you know these friends are not in my opinion good friends and when you're in trouble you know who your friends are and me and my wife right now we're going through a little bit of a trouble and let me tell you something saints I know who my friend is and my friend is thicker closer than brother and that's Jesus but also I got a human friend that is coming and help us out when we need some help God is good now Let's go to verses 12 through 19. And it says, The wicked man's evil deeds are like fine food. The food tastes so good, it is so sweet in his mouth. He does not even want to swallow. But in his stomach, the food becomes sour. The food becomes like a snake poison. So the man is sick, and God will take that man's wealth away from him. That food was really a snake poison, and that poison will kill the man. So the evil man will not enjoy the good things that God gave him, gave to his people. God gives milk and honey that are plentiful as the river. But that man suffered because the cause, he caused the poor to suffer. That man stowed houses that did not belong to him. That man must give back his wealth. He cannot enjoy his wealth. And he must not enjoy his profits. A wicked man will suffer because of his evil deeds. Now, you ever hear of the, the term, you made your bed, now sleep in it? Basically, what this is saying, the way and how you treat people in life the way and how you treat people in business, the way you treat people in God or not in God, eventually 
is going to come back on you and bite you. It's going to seem like everything is so sweet and so good and so tasty. And if you ever had that food where it seems so good going down, so tasty, but then you turned around and got food poisoning the next day because something might might may not cook just right or something went bad, but yet it still tasted good enough to eat, that's what happens to an evil person. You might be enjoying the money coming in. You might be enjoying the profits. You might be enjoying hurting people. And if you're enjoying to do all these things, you're sick in the head. Because you're just making a bed that you're not going to be able to get out of. Right? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something, saints. Every action, and this is a world view, every action is a reaction. You might be saying, what does that mean, Pastor Ron? That means every action you do, good or bad, has an anti-reaction. In other words, it's either you're going to have a reaction, but sometimes that reaction is not good. And sometimes it is. But if you're doing evil way, eventually that action is going to come back with a reaction. And it's going to suffer. You're going to suffer for it. Alright. Now let's go to verses 20 through 29. Okay. Verses 20 through 29. An evil man will always desire the wrong things. He cannot use his money to save himself from his punishment. He took everything but his wealth will not last. When he is successful, he will have great troubles. Then he will be sad. When the that man becomes rich, God will be that man. God will cause that man to suffer. If that man avoids a sword, then the arrow will hit him. If that man pulls the arrow from his back, he will suffer terror. So that man must die. Fire will burn his body. Fire will burn his home. In heaven, everyone will keep that man's evil deeds on earth. In heaven, everyone will know that man's evil deeds on earth. Everyone will oppose that evil man. God, when he is angry, will send a flood. The water will destroy that evil man's house. The wicked people deserve such terrifying punishment and God has decided that this is their faith. Money cannot save anybody from death. You can't take your money to heaven with you but if you could it's not going to save you from death. It's not going to save you from anything. And the wicked man's money cannot save him from God's punishment. So in other words, you think you can buy God off? You're going to find out you will suffer and you will pay for it in the end. Okay? God is a fair judge though. He will punish a wicked man. A man might be able to escape from his enemies. But nobody can escape from God. In other words, 
you get God mad at you and get God as your enemy, that's one enemy you're not going to escape. Some people say, oh, I can sin all day because it's overcast. It's like it's overcast today. Because they don't think God can see through the clouds. Well, let me tell you something, saints. God sees through those clouds. And let me tell you, I'm sure there's a lot of night that God, even though our nighttime thing, God cries for his creation before what, how wrong they have been. Okay. Now, Zophar thought that everybody would agree with him. But as Joe would explain in chapter 21, which we're not going to get to Tuesday, Zophar had forgotten one important point. Many wicked people are very successful there in their lives on earth. They do not die when they are young, it is true, and God would punish them in the land. Sometimes God, what's wrong? Sometimes God allows, allows a man to be successful. He, he let that leash go. But then when it's time, just like we do when we're learning a dog hollow walk, we yank it back, he yanks it back to get you thinking. Alright? Zopar was wrong to suggest that Job was a wicked man. Job had a terrible life. But he was still a good man. And a wicked man may have a successful life. But that man is still evil. Job had a good life. Job lost everything. But Job is not evil because the devil decided to go against God to tr and Job to try to destroy, to try to mock God. But let me tell you something, saints. It didn't work. Job, no matter what's going on, Job is still praising and thanking God for everything that's going on. He might be complaining a little bit, but he's still with God. And let me tell you something, saints. Sometimes the evil keeps coming and they keep multiplying and they keep looking like they're having a good life and they look like they're successful. But if you really look at their life, they're successful. But if you really look at their life, are they happy? And that reminds me, yes, I know this is a Christmas reference. That reminds me of Ebenezer Scrooge. He lost all kinds of stuff. He was a successful man, but he wasn't married. He lost the fiance he was going to marry because of money. He chose money over his family. He chose money over his fiance at the time. He chose money over how the feeling and helping people. It took his friend Marley to come and visit him. To tell him what he has to do for his suffering that he caused. And basically this is the story about what Sopar and Job is sharing here in verse 20. You reap what you sow. You might get away with it for a while. You might be successful. But eventually God will yank that leash back. And teach you. 
and bring you to your knees. Let me tell you something, saints. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You can be successful in God if you do things by God's book. By living his precepts. By following him. Will we have trials and tribulations? Yes, we will. But let me tell you something, saints. We should be thanking God for those trials and tribulations. Because (coughs) that means the devil don't got you where he wants you. That means God got you where he wants you. And you're causing a threat into the kingdom of God. I mean the kingdom of the devil. Sorry. And let me tell you something, saints. That's why we should praise God. We might get frustrated like Job does. But we need to remember that God is in control. And he's allowing it to happen for a reason. Now... We're done a little bit earlier today because Job chapter 21 20 didn't deal exactly with I mean as long as it was right to the point Zopar's point was and Zopar was right but he was right but he was wrong for what he was trying to tell Job because Job wasn't an evil man. He was trying to tell Job that he's going to fall and fall hard and you were successful, but now God's punishing you. That ain't what's going on. But but in fairness, these three friends and Job doesn't realize that, that it's the devil attacking. But you know what? These three friends should be more sympathetic that's trying to be a bulldog and bring smear Joe's face in his ashes of his life that went wrong. They need to be sympathetic and only say what God wants them to say. Bottom line. We're there to help people, not take the Bible and beat them over the head. Even if it turns out that they did do something wrong. Now, we're going to switch gears now and we're going to pick up in chapter 21 where Job replies as he was sitting there listening to Zopar last speech and that's where we're going to pick up Tuesday on God's Internet Church Podcast episode 96 and that's what we'll share about but right now we're going to switch gears and go to our prayer request segment and I request at this time that you get a piece of paper you get a pen and write these prayer requests down if you haven't. Because there's been some of you as loyal listeners over the last 96 episodes. So I think some of you found me again. Now, we're going to go through it. And if there's time, we'll do an individual. But if not, we'll put our hand on the vice and pray. But we're looking like we're going to have time. So let's go through what we need to go through. Let's Now... We need to pray for James Weaver. He's got an aneurysm on his aorta. And we're praying that it goes away or it don't grow. We're praying for Laura Lee Weaver for her back. And because she's in a lot of pain some days. And then for Margaret, for her trouble that she's got going on with her brother. Uh, they're kind of at odds after her mother died or actually before her mother his mother died 
her mother died so we need to pray and try to see if that relationship comes back together and pray that for her hip and the loss of her parents <coughs> excuse me and then we need to pray for Lloyd he's got cancer stage 5 cancer we're still trying to hear from him we haven't heard anything yet right and so we're waiting to hear from him and see how he's doing it's been a few weeks he's not always good at getting back to us he's not a loyal person to keep with us by phone and that's why I wish we still lived in the neighborhood we did because we, at least we saw him once a week that we could get an idea how he's doing um but he did contract COVID about six weeks ago, right? And that he could be having some issues with the recovery process. Now, then we're going to be praying for my brother-in-law and Ruth, my wife, as they go through uh, the closing of the estate. And so we need to pray that everything comes out right and fair. Then we need to pray for my friend Paul, who is not the same Paul. He lives in Georgia. We need to pray that he gets in touch with me because he gets offended easy if he tries to call and I say I can't talk right now. And then he, you know, he goes off and he tries to punish me and not talk to me for a long time. But we need to pray that he realizes that we need to need each other and pray. And and realize that he gets busy and so do other people around him but we also need to pray for his back for his business and for his daughter not to get coronavirus that's what he specifically wants prayer for and then we need prayer for my friend Sean he's like a brother from another mother we need his he has an unspoken that needs to be God addressed and take care of and then he wants prayer for his mom to give her strength to take care of his father which is, has bad heart problems and take care of his sis her sister too and it's kind of putting a toe on her so he, he wants God to to give her more strength to do this then we got to pray for my, my cousin Sharon she's part of God's internet church too uh, she's got all kinds of family problems, family things going on that need to be addressed. She's got tennis elbows. She wants prayer for that. And uh, my cousin, my cousin-in-law to be, um, she's got a fatty tissue that can cause her to cause problems where it will make her pass out. And something about dislocated elbow. So we need to pray for that. And then. For my Aunt Denise, for colon surgery coming up soon. And everything, God to take care of that and touch her back and heal her. And then for my cousin Lori, she's got all kinds of things going on in her life that God needs to do address, but she don't want me to say them out loud because she don't want a lot of the family members to find out about some things right now. But I, I could say it on this broadcast because the family members don't usually watch it but I do announce the show, the podcast on the upcoming services. But who knows? They could go to Hop Hopper and the listening. So I can't share it. So we need to pray for those. Then we need to pray for my blood pressure. Things are getting better there. They adjusted my medicine to do it at night. 
and so everything's working out there so far too uh, but I still want prayer that it still work out and God take control and he is taking control and then we need to pray for my grandma's eyes and ears and and hip and legs so she can move a little better talk see a little better and hear a little better before the Lord takes her she's 94 years old to give her a little bit happier life now that's all the prayer requests and what we're going to do right now we are going to pray singly Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up my dad to you right now in the name of Jesus, James Weaver. I ask you, Lord, to be the great physician. I ask you to be the great architect and go inside, Lord, and touch and heal this aneurysm. Let it not stop growing or let it even disappear. And Lord, I ask you to be with Lord Lee Weaver. We ask you, Lord, to touch her back and heal her, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my be with Margaret, Lord, and touch her leg, and be with the situation with Mar with uh, her brother. We just ask you to work it out where they can have a relationship and be forgiveness there again. And Lord, we ask you to be with my friend Paul. We ask you to be help him, Lord, realize that hey, he gets busy, and he can't share with me sometimes. That it goes both ways. And help him, Lord, with his back, Lord. And help him with his business to make more money that he says he needs. And we ask you to be with his daughter and keep her from coronavirus. And, Lord, we ask you to be with my friend, Sean. And we just ask you to be with his, be with his unspoken, Lord. Because that unspoken really needs to be addressed, Lord. And, Lord, we just ask you to be with... It's job situation. Everything go good there. Be with his mom as she's taking care of his dad and her sister. And we just ask you to strengthen and touch them, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my cousin, our friend Lloyd, Lord. We ask you to heal him from this uh, this stage five cancer, and we ask you to heal him from help him with the effects of COVID, getting over it. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my cousin Sharon and everything that's going on in her life, Lord. We just ask you to move by your spirit there. We ask you to touch the family. We ask you to change the family that needs to be changed so they can be a better family. I ask you to be with Paul and my wife, her brother, as they they wind up the estate and everything go the way it's supposed to go and then Lord we ask you to be with my her cousin Sharon's elbow she's got a tennis elbow and let God let her start be able to use it without pain and Lord I ask you to be with my sister my cousin-in-law to be Justina I ask you to be with this fatty tissue on her liver and help it cause her not to pass out and help her with her elbow and touch and heal her. And Lord, I ask you to be with my Aunt Denise and her back and her colon, colon surgery. Let everything to be done and, and answered, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with
my cousin Lori and everything that's going on in her life. Lord, we ask you to take care of it. We ask you to be with my cousin, uh, To be with my cousin Lori and everything going on in her life, everything work out. I ask you to be with my grandma, Lord. We ask you to touch her eyes and touch her ears and touch her legs, Lord. And let her move better, let her hear better, and let her see better. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my blood pressure, Lord, and have control there. We ask you to work all this out in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you know God will do it. We just got to let him do it. And now I'm going to give you the closing benediction blessing. And I want you to write this down too. The verses. And I want you to read this over your family and their lives. Because you will see that God will change it. Now may God of peace himself sanctify you completely <clears throat> and your whole spirit and that and and the and so and body and kept harmless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ he who caused you it will be faithful he will surely do it. First Thessalonians 5, verses 23 and 24. Share that with your family. Read it over them. Pray it over them. And I guarantee you, you would have a better life. And on that note, we're ending up the podcast, the podcasts for this week. I'd like you to love one another, help one another, be kind to one another especially in these times. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver for God's Internet Church Podcast and for the ministry that provides this podcast, God's Internet Church Online Ministries, which is I'm the lead pastor in. I'd like to say God bless you and have a blessed weekend. See you Tuesday for podcast episode 96. God bless you and have a blessed day.